Y'all ready for this? This is Prep Spotlight on 740 The Fan and 740thefan.com. Heading's guard for the win of the title. Yes! Yes! Hey, Heading! Hey, Heading! And Hillsborough, Chaco Valley are the state champions. Can you believe it? Chase Miller and Brad Anderson will give you the lowdown on high school athletics up and down the Red River Valley. Vikings headed to the north end zone. It's second and goal from the six-yard line. Lingen back to throw. Fade route, left side, end zone. Benson, got it. Touchdown, Vikings. They're looking for the deep ball down the middle. One-handed grab. Oh, it's Little who plays big for a 35-yard touchdown. This is Prep Spotlight. Y'all ready for this? A good Wednesday evening, Prep Spotlight. Chase Miller and Brand Anderson with you for this half-hour edition on 740 The Fan and 740TheFan.com. And we're going to get right down to it, Brad, because we have Mr. Jody Norstead from Mitco Sports Network on the way, and we want to have a good chunk of time with Jody to talk about the sports that he has seen up and down the Red River Valley and preview everything from 3A to 9-man in the state of North Dakota for high school football. We have a couple of games on our properties of stations on Friday night right here on 740 The Fan. It's homecoming night for the Bruins, and they they play their arch rival in Fargo North. That'll be at 7 o'clock from Fargo South right here on the fan. Then, Brad, you have a game at 6 o'clock. The Central Cast Squirrels, who probably don't want to sleep on their 0-3 record against the second-ranked Fargo Shanley Deacons, who are unbeaten on the season at 3-0. Let's start there. Deacons and Squirrels. Fargo Shanley has a game with Bismarck St. Mary's looming. But, Brad, you can't overlook Central Cast, especially with the couple times they played each other over the last couple of seasons. Uh, yeah, the Shanley's had the upper hand. Um, you know, the Squirrels come in over and three, but uh, talking to their coach Nate Lutkemeyer this week, he says we really the last two weeks have been really close. They lost a very good Devils Lake team in the final play of the game. They got down early, fifteen nothing to Jamestown last week. Battled back. I know they've a uh, couple of season-ending injuries for a couple of their leading guys on defense, uh, Cade Merrigan, Nate Kime, out for the year with injuries. So they're trying to adjust things and. Trying to to see what works for them on offense. They've tried to go pro set, and I think they're going to kind of kind of go back to a spread a little bit, where they go three, four, five receivers, and and see if they can spread things out against the Deacons. They've been awfully tough, and Shanley, like I said, they've passed the early test here. They held off Jamestown in that season opener it was fourteen seven. Although we had Troy Maddon on this program a couple of weeks ago, he he really thought the game was more lopsided than that. They felt like they really controlled things. They held Jamestown to 155 yards of total offense that week. They took care of Grafton, and they made that long trip to Watford City, and... uh you know, 25 nothing. They held Watford under 200 yards of offense. I was going to say, Brad, with Fargo Shanley, I think the thing that impresses me the most, three games, only seven points. Right. That's, that's, it. That is very impressive against, you know, two of those three opponents, pretty, uh, pretty salty in Watford and Jamestown. I know Grafton's kind of struggling a little bit, but uh, Caden Kudeman has uh, done a nice job at quarterback. But, yeah, defensively, they've just been been opportunistic and they've just been very steady in fact you take a look at the offensive numbers they have yet to uh, in their first three games yet to allow an opponent 200 yards of total offense that's hard to stop when you take a look at the double a standing shanley st mary's and devil's lake and fargo shanley bismarck st mary's and devil's lake at the top at three and oh wapiton with one loss to bismarck st mary's followed by jamestown then there's a cluster for that number six spot and that's the last spot for the playoffs so central cast if they could pick off a shanley or a team like that that'll help them moving forward for the deacons they're trying to stay pace with both devil's lake and bismarck st mary's brad from 2a let's go to our 3a game which we'll have right here on 740 the fan against central cast 
Jackson, Fargo, Shanley. The two-way game will be on our brother station, 104.7 Duke FM, Friday night at 6 o'clock. Brad's calling that game. I have the Civil War, as I guess is what we've been uh, calling it for a number of years here in the Fargo-Moorhead area between Fargo North and Fargo South. Uh, Brad, the Bruins are fourth-ranked team in state. They're undefeated. Fargo North, their only loss comes to Fargo Davies last week just by just just almost got the Eagles. But for Fargo North, this almost feels like a must-win game because they have a couple of games with Cheyenne and the Packers looming. Yeah, that was a tough loss to Davies last week, losing by a point at home for homecoming. And, yeah, there's uh, there's danger looming in the horizon for North. So I think they, they obviously, it, it's a rivalry game with South. But I think they, they know what's coming up for them. And same thing with, for South as well. They've got West Fargo on the horizon. They're going to have to take on Cheyenne. And, you know, they've passed every test. And uh, they got a great group of receivers, nice tailback and uh and uh, Victor Isaac with the Dubois is the quarterback for the uh, you know and they've you know they went out to Williston and got that season opening win they held off Mandan in overtime and uh, yeah so, so far they they really handled Red River by the sounds of it last week as well so so far they've passed every early test and we're waiting to see if there's somebody that can uh, they can give West Fargo a push in the East Region and to your point on Dubois he's thrown for over 200 yards in every game seven touchdowns so far this season 747 yards of offense for Tanner Dubois just through the air and and. For Fargo South, it's been their passing attack. Uh, their rushing attack is led by Victor Isaac. But for Fargo North, uh, Brad, he can't sleep on the Bruins with their quarterback play in Hyatt Martineau. But also, they have Chandler Eibach. You have uh, Blazik up there, too, that can make some big-time plays. Don't sleep on the Spartans. And they're showing you why at 2-1 and one in the season. Yeah, it's been a few years. I mean, they had, uh, you know, early or late 2000s, they had a nice uh, team that made the made the postseason. But it's been a few lean years up on the north side. And they've been very competitive. And like I said, even though that loss to Davies stings, I mean, I, I think they've they've proven that they can uh, you know they can be in the they can be in the mix for a playoff spot this is prep spotlight with chase miller and brad anderson here on 740 the fan we're going to take a quick timeout we come back mr jody norstead from mitko sports network joins the show everything from nine man 1a 2a and 3a we're going to break it down with jody that's next here on prep spotlight on 740 the fan this is Prep Spotlight on 740 The Fan and 740TheFan.com. Chase Miller, Brad Anderson, as we get ready to rock and roll for another weekend of high school sports up and down the Red River Valley. With us now on our Matt's Automotive Service Center fan line is Jody Norstead with Midco Sports Network, who's probably just as busy, if not busier, than Brad and I put together when it's, once it comes to this time of the year with Midco Sports Network. And uh, Jody, thanks for taking the time here on this Wednesday night to talk a little prep sports. And um, let's just start with the first couple of weeks. What has been some eye-opening? Openers, I guess you could say, in Class 3A football that you've seen across the state of North Dakota, Jody. Boy, I, I think we start with West Fargo, guys. That, you know, you come into the season, you see who they lost. Chase Tyken at running back, Zach Willis, Brandon Metz up front. And you're thinking, okay, what's this West Fargo team going to be like? You know, maybe they're in that four or five range as far as uh, rankings and stuff like that. And they've just absolutely blown the doors off. They've faced three ranked opponents. And they really walloped them all, starting with at Minot 36-20. Then they absolutely demolished Bismarck 41-zip. And then the huge win against Cheyenne on Cheyenne's home field this past Friday night, 49-14, to where it wasn't even close. I think it was 28-zip at the end of the first quarter. Uh, Andy Gravdahl, the, the kid is, has been a miracle worker, and, and he's been playing awesome. I think some of the other surprises, you look at a South team that's unbeaten right now. You'll argue they haven't played the same caliber opponents that West Fargo has, but uh, Fargo South rolling at 3-0 and right now, going into a matchup with North. 
Uh, and then you look at Bismarck Legacy, another team that's really on the rise and is kind of catching attention to, of a lot of people throughout the state. Jason Hookstra, a uh, heck of a quarterback there for Legacy. Yeah, that's all of a sudden that game Saturday, West Fargo and Legacy. Uh, I, I don't know when the schedules came out if you thought that was going to be a highlight matchup, but it, it's certainly, uh, th- you know, three weeks in, it's certainly taken shape. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what it's going to be. But uh, West Fargo, I don't know. I mean, it's right now they just look absolutely unstoppable. I just don't know if Legacy is going to have enough firepower to to outduel this team. I don't know if they're going to have the defense to slow down West Fargo. I mean, uh, Cheyenne scored 42 mm-hmm. on Bismarck Legacy, and Legacy was able to hold on and win 44 to 42. Dickinson had a rally against legacy last week but I, I don't know i just don't see anything slowing down this locomotive that is the west fargo packers yeah i think jay gibson's even surprised in what it's been and it's just been um it hasn't been the typical packer footballs they can beat you they beat you a lot with speed which maybe hasn't been the case in previous years and i know chase and i commented after the cheyenne game about just defensively their pursuit was good and the way they the way they tackled i mean it's, it's basic fundamentals but uh, i mean there were not a lot of yards after contact that Cheyenne got the other night. Yeah, and Jared Franick, uh, one of the top defensive yeah. players uh, on that unit, and he's like, what, five foot nothing, really? A <laughs> uh, great wrestler, and that's you know that's kind of the West Fargo way. They're, they're always going to have good defense. They're always going to have their guys in the right spots, but like you mentioned, that they're a team that's just playing really fast right now, and that's something that you know West Fargo was more of a just kind of run it down your throats right in your face last year because they just had those big guys up front. Now you're seeing some of the speed kick in and Alex sell at running back running, you know, getting to the corners and getting uh, up the sidelines and stuff like that. And grabbed all just kind of running around back there, slinging it. I mean, West Fargo quarterback thrown for th- over 300 yards uh, a couple weeks ago that, I didn't see that happening a couple couple years ago. And the thing, too, with Selle is he wears number 99, Jody. I don't know how many times you see a number 99 <laughs> running down the sideline beating everybody. You know what I mean? Oh, isn't that funny? I mean, you, you expect him to be sitting there on the defensive line, but no, he's coming out of the back. <laughs> Jody Norstead with Mitko Sports Network with us here on Prep Spotlight. Chase Miller and Brad Anderson here on 740 The Fan. And, Jody, let's go down one class to class two-way again. Ten teams in this, six teams make the playoffs, two teams get a bye to the semifinals. And maybe kind of what the people thought, Bismarck, St. Mary's would be the top level. Uh, Fargo Shanley had a big contest with Jamestown for week number one. They've gone 3-0 and so far. Uh, Wapiton maybe surprised a couple people the way that they started this season 2-0, but then lost last weekend to Bismarck, St. Mary's out in Bismarck. Any surprises on a Class 2A, or is this kind of how you thought it would play out early on in the season, Jody? I think you look at Devil's Lake, one of those teams that dropped down along with Jamestown, and I think Devil's Lake has kind of found that, hey, this you know we can compete here. And they they won at Watford City 19-12 in the first week, and they've just won some close games. Central Cass was a six-point game. Then they went to Belcourt and beat Turtle Mountain this past week, but they get the they get the grinder this week. So it's an unbeaten against unbeaten. So another really good matchup out uh, in Bismarck again on Saturday. What's up with all this Saturday? What happened to Friday Night Lights? You have two of the best games that are going to be played on Saturday. Devil's Lake uh, is going to be at St. Mary's. And, uh, boy, you just no one's slowing down St. Mary's. They're kind of like West Fargo, but maybe even more dominant. They're averaging, you know, 44 points per game. They still have yet to allow a score. And sometimes you'll see teams, you know, score on these guys late, but it's it's not happening. The Saints are just too deep and too dominant right now. You're kind of seeing St. Mary's and Shanley, and I think Shanley's played well, but it's kind of a work in progress, and you're kind of waiting to see with, with Devils Lake and Jamestown sliding down where they would fit in. Obviously, Devils Lake is uh, 
you know, has responded very well. Jamestown's kind of, you know, they had to survive a late rally against Central Cass the other night, and then you're kinda, you kind of you kind of know what your one, two, and maybe three is, but you're kind of, you know, with with the six-team playoff bracket now, you're kind of waiting to see who's in that maybe in that second level of teams. Yeah, and you look at that Central Cass team. Yeah, they they haven't won a game yet, but they've played Devils Lake close. They've played Jamestown close, so that's you know that might be a team that's that's ready to break through a little bit. The schedules. Uh, obviously not going to do them any favors because they still have to play St. Mary's yep. and uh, they have to play Shanley this week. So that doesn't do central cast many uh, favors, but Wapaton again, a team that's looked good. Aaron Dyke at running back has been really strong and they really thumped central cast and turtle mountain. So I think you look at them, you can, it's almost like you can take everyone's St. Mary's game out because everyone's getting kind of whooped right now. We'll see what Shanley's able to do against them, but I think Wapton has looked like a really, really strong team with that good run game. And as we go from Class AA to Class A now, uh, Jody, um, Class A, I tell you what, there's a lot of big-time teams, and Brad and I were talking about this the other week. Once the playoffs come, it's going to be fun to see who has that road to make the Dakota Bowl. But, uh, you know, you look in our backyard in Region 1, you have – Four teams who are 2-0 and in the region, and they're 3-0 and overall in Ellendale, Edgeley Column, the defending champs. Enderlin Maple Valley, which is probably a surprise from the Falcons. Fargo Oak Grove, the Grovers, and what they've been able to do in Hillsborough Central Valley. And right now, the Thunder and the Burroughs are number one and two in the in the latest polls. So region one, I tell you what, there, there's no easy games in that. We haven't even brought up the you know Northern Castles and the Kindreds of the world. Yeah, and I mean, Kindred, you look at a team that was – in the state championship game a year ago in two way, they dropped down and they're having a long, uh, you know, a lot of struggles at this level. But again, Kindred lost a lot of players off last year's team and, and they played some really good teams to, to open it up. Carrington, Ellendale, Edgy, Column, and Oak Grove are all really, really strong teams and all really uh, uh, still unbeaten right now. But EEK, I mean, you know what you're getting with them. Jacob Dewald is a great quarterback, and Clayton Greenike is an awesome running back. Grant Skager's been good for Hillsborough Central Valley. Ben Hogarth has maybe put up the biggest numbers in the state, guys. I think it's over 800 yards rushing and 11 touchdowns so far through three games. It's absolutely absurd what, what he has done and really burst onto the scene here for the Grovers who we're looking at a three and O Grovers team. This is the Grovers team that I believe won. What was it? Three games all of last season. If they can keep this up, I mean, they're going to get their test. They're going to be at EEK a week from Friday. And I think that's going to be a really good matchup. Yeah. Region two, you've got Langdon and uh, Carrington, both teams. Langdon was, uh, you know, a step shy of going to the Dakota bowl a uh, year ago as well. I think same thing applies in nine, man. You look in the East. Uh, I've seen Weinmere Lidgerwood really, uh, got a lot of weapons a very senior laden Thompson's still very competitive you know you got some you know obviously Shiloh out west nine man kind of similar to class a in that way uh, in your in your opinion yeah I think it's a, a little bit of wide open we're still figuring things out and Cavalier I mean first game of the year they lose what probably if there was such a thing as preseason player of the year Austin Erlob was the guy for Cavalier their quarterback they lose him in that first game he hasn't played since they've had Jaden Laxdahl in a quarterback, but they haven't missed a beat. Obviously, they're, they're 4-0 and still the number one ranked team in the state, but it'll be interesting to see because they get a good test this week against the St. John team that's 3-1 and right now, and I, I was really high on St. John coming into the year, so I think that could be a good matchup this week. Uh, Weinmere Lidgerwood has, has been awesome. Wyatt Harless, is, it seems like he's been the starting quarterback there since he was in seventh grade. I mean... <laughs> Uh, the guy, the guy has been playing well. And they're averaging 41 points per game. Their defense has been stout. So, 
Region 1 is always fun. I mean, you have Hankinson, Thompson in that mix. Uh, Cavaliers been playing well in Region 2. And, and then you look across the state, Shiloh Christian and New Salem Glen Allen battling it in Region 5. Both of those teams are unbeaten right now. Shiloh Christian, obviously, with they've been having a lot of lopsided victories, so a lot of their starters haven't been putting up the biggest numbers, but it's because they have only had to play till halftime couple more minutes left with Jody Norstead of Midco Sports Network with us here on Prep Spotlight. And uh, Jody, if, if you're going to go to a football game, whether it's 3-8 to 9-man in the state of North Dakota, in between there, Ooh. and you're going to pick up a roster, and from what you've seen on the football field, who are a couple players that you might go for this team? We mentioned Ben Hogarth for Fargo Oak Grove. Who's a guy like that for a couple teams in the Valley that you would say, if you go to a football game, you mark someone on the roster and say, watch out for this guy? Are we talking on the eastern part of the state or statewide? <laughs> uh, let's just stick out with the eastern part of the state. Eastern part of the state. I don't know if you'd consider EEK Eastern. That's really a little bit more closer to the central, but uh, give me one here. Clayton Greenike is uh, absolutely, he's so fun to watch, guys. Just such a powerful runner. And getting to watch him in the state championship game and call his game, that was awesome. Wyatt Harless, another one of those kids that I, I pay to watch play. I mean, he's a great quarterback. And that offense is just, they can put up so many points uh, in, in a short amount of time. So I would say him, uh, I'll give you another name that I, I haven't really watched too much of him, but Langdon area Munich has a quarterback, Jacob Delvo, mm -hmm. uh, that's really putting up big numbers right now, guys. Uh, Langdon area Munich is averaging 45 points per game. They're three and zero. They're really putting up a big fight in region two. So some of those smaller school guys, I'd like to give them a little bit of a shout-out just because they don't get much coverage. Wapkins, Aaron Dyke is another one of those guys. And then for Fargo South, you pick anyone in that wide receiver core. They're really fun to watch. We had them uh, last Friday in their game against Red River, but Tanner Beaton, Jamin Howard, uh, Caleb Johnson, Dawson Weisenberger, great receiving core. And then and not to even mention Victor Isaac, one of the best linebackers in the state. Yeah, I was like Green Ike, I've heard, is just as good as a linebacker, probably more impressive in uh, in some ca in some ways than he is as a running back. That's uh, I guess right. somebody that saw him against uh, Kindred and kind of said that. And I would say uh, Grant Skager from Hillsborough Central Valley saw him against Northern Cass. He only played about a half, and I think he had over 200 yards and broke about a 95-yard touchdown. That would be, uh, yeah. be be another one that would fall in that category as well. Jody Norstad from uh, Midco Sports Network. You can uh, see his uh, see his work uh, well with Midco Sports tonight during the week, and of course with their high school coverage, and uh, especially on Friday nights as well. You're uh, you guys uh, you guys are busy, but uh, you do a fine job. Well, thank you, Brad, and thank you, Chase, for, for having me on. This is awesome. All right, we will uh, we will hit you up again here probably a little later in the year, but uh, thanks for your time, sir. All right, thanks, Brad. Thanks, Chase. We'll see you guys later. That's Jody Norstead again with Midco Sports Network. And, Brad, a couple of fun things that he was talking about there was a couple of players to watch out for. What's been a player or two that you've seen in person so far this year that you would probably resonate with what Jody said? You know, I, I mentioned Grant Skager from Hillsborough Central Valley. Um, you know, they were – I thought they were very, uh, very efficient offensively against Northern Cass. He impressed me. Obviously, Andy Gravdahl. Um, not just his his ability to his one of his ability to extend plays, you know, and just buy time. He didn't have to, you know, scramble and get out of control. And he throws he throws a really uh, solid ball, and he can run when need be. Obviously, he's one that stands out. There's a lot of guys from Winemere Lidgerwood. Obviously, Heartless is kind of the the captain of the ship, but they've got uh, you know the the, the uh, Vasquez boys are both uh, pretty solid. And I mean that whole team is just fun to watch in general. It's going to be a lot of fun to see what happens this weekend. As Jody said, a couple of good games out in Bismarck on Saturday. So if you're on the Bismarck area, go check out some high school football on Saturday. We're going to take a quick timeout. We come back. We'll wrap up this edition of Prep Spotlight here on 740 The Fan with Chase Miller and Brad Anderson. 
It's Prep Spotlight here on 740 The Fan, 740TheFan.com, and our free mobile app as well. Thanks again to Mr. Jody Norstead for coming on and breaking down all the high school athletics up and down 3A to 9 man in the state of North Dakota. Chase Miller and Brad Anderson with you for our final segment. Handful of minutes left, and Brad, we kind of hit on North Dakota pretty hard, so let's go across the border and go to the state of Minnesota. Any games in particular that kind of stand out for you this weekend in high school football? Spuds has got a good test. They'll play at St. John's against St. Cloud Tech on Friday night. Tech is 2-0. They've uh, rolled to wins over Apollo and Brainerd. Spuds lost that tough one to Elk River, but uh, bounce back. Nice win over Sock Rapids Rice. Long trip. Get to play in the, get to play in the turf at St. John's. It'll be a tough match up there. You got Manoman at Faustin. It'll be interesting. DGF taking on Thief River Falls. They responded well after uh, that opening loss to uh, Barnesville. Uh, Barnesville, they're back in action this week. They go to Barrett Tick on West Central Area. Ashby, after the week off, that was their week. They were supposed to play Frazee. They uh, had that uh, wiped out because of the forfeit, with Frazee not uh, having a team this year. Fergus Falls, Detroit Lakes, both these teams have kind of struggled early on, but they are uh, section rivals, eight of Class 4A. The Otters came back. Uh, Edge Pequot Lakes, 23-21. DL, surprisingly 0-2, which is uh, not uh, not usually the case for the Lakers. Lost to Ricori and then lost the battle for the paddle to Purim. So they're just some uh, some of the games that stand out there on the Minnesota side. And, Brent, as we have a minute or two left here, as we take a look of sports outside of football, I know we've been kind of football-heavy the first couple of weeks here. Anything in volleyball or anything in soccer that kind of st- stands out to you? I know volleyball, we're starting to get more into conference and region play. Soccer, we're finally getting into a month of the season and seeing maybe what one or two teams and players that have done so well. One particular that stands out to me from last year was Jake Reinholz for Fargo-Shanley. Now he's kicking for you know North Dakota <laughs> State. Any athlete out there that kind of stands out to you so far well you know let's go with volleyball first the edc volleyball race is really interesting you've got uh, with davies beating valley city in five last mm-hmm. night you basically have six teams separated by a game early on in the edc standings devil's lake 4-0 you got uh, west fargo valley city and uh, fargo north west fargo of course Callie hagerly transferring over from cheyenne she's leading uh the, leading the packers there is they're 11 and 1 overall but uh, those three teams of valley city north and west fargo at four and one shanley's three and one as they uh Got a win over Moorhead the other night. And the big thing that, uh, that you said, Brad, that maybe we haven't seen the last couple of years is Devils Lake and Valley City being yes. competitive in the EDC in volleyball because it seems like it's been more the Metro schools the last couple of years really taking dominance. So don't sleep on those two squads. They have some good young talent, but also some senior leaders who have taken their lumps along the way. Yeah, no doubt about it. Got some good matches there in the EDC tomorrow. Valley City's at Red River, South at West Fargo. Cheyenne at Davies will be interesting as a Cheyenne 2-3 and three. EDC play and a five and seven overall. Class B in Region One. It's uh, they haven't got a lot of region matches in. Richland's three and zero. Got a nice win over Central Cass on uh, Tuesday night. Squirrels are I think are going to be fine though. I got a lot of talent. Got Lily Pyle back after she uh, tore her ACL last year. They host Oak Grove tomorrow night out in Castleton. Um, region Two is going to be interesting. Got some of the usual suspects there. Finley Sharon Hope Page will be in the mix. I think Thompson will still uh, be in contention in Region Two as well. And yeah, you mentioned boys soccer. You know it's right now. You look at Chanley, you look at uh, Davies. West Fargo's playing extremely well as, as well. They got a real legitimate chance to try and uh, so thing, I guess, here, repeat as state champs. And we're going to have a couple homecoming games again here for high school football. Friday night, Brad, uh, Camp Seville was dubbed the homecoming king at Fargo, Fargo Shanley, and he's on the football team. Also a great standout in basketball. You're going to see uh, Fargo Shanley at Central Cast. What's the big thing you think for Central Cast, what they have to do to try to pull the upset? Uh, they've got to establish something on offense, and, uh, you know, they're just going to have to try and I think offensively, you're just going to try and spread things out and see if they can beat them out of the edge because I don't know if they've got the the manpower 
And Shanley's been able to lock lock teams up, especially on the ground, and really overall defensively, I think they're going to have to try and spread things out and see if they can beat them over the top. Central Cass at Fargo Shanley, 6 o'clock from Sid Situ Stadium on our brother station, 104.7 Duke FM. Friday night, Friday night right here on 7 Point. The Fan, Fargo North at Fargo South, kickoff at 7 o'clock. Until next week, on behalf of Jody Norstead, join the show, Brad Anderson, I'm Chase Miller. We'll see you next Wednesday from 7 to 7.30 for a prep spotlight after the UND Coaches Show right here on The Fan. Move like Jagger.